Good evening, everybody. Welcome to our Good Friday service. Uh, as we reflect on Jesus and his sacrifice in order to restore us uh, back to life. Um, the service tonight is actually called the Tenabre service. It comes out of the Middle Ages. Um, it's a Latin word for shadow or darkness, and it recalls the darkness that came over the land when Jesus was on the cross. We remember his sacrifice tonight through a series of readings and songs, uh, reflections. Um, we will put out each of the four candles as uh, remembering what he did, and as the, the darkness comes, uh, many of the services actually end with full darkness. We actually end uh, looking forward to Sunday, and we, we light a center candle as a reminder of the coming celebration of resurrection that we have in him. So let the, tonight just let the scriptures wash over you and the story. Um, the songs will, will add to that um, and uh, meditate on what he's done for us. Please stand with me. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the name of the Lord our God. For us and for our salvation, Christ became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Amen. as the ocean loving kindness as the flood when the prince of life our ransom shed for us his precious blood who his love will not remember who can cease to sing his praise he can never be forgotten Throughout heaven's eternal day On the mount of crucifixion Fountains open deep and wide Through the floodgates of God's mercy Flowed a vast and gracious tide Grace and love like mighty rivers Pour incessant from above Heaven's peace and perfect justice Kissed a guilty world in Lord, before our remembrance tonight, we remember first that it was our lostness that led you to the cross. And as Jeremiah reminds us, we have forsaken the living water. We sought water on our own. You have offered to us your living water, and we have not received it. And even today, we often go elsewhere for life, even as you stand freely offering fullness of life moment by moment. So, Lord, as we come together um, to remember you and what you did, we, we agree with you that we have often gone that way. We thank you that you first gave us living water to bring us into your kingdom, but even as believers, we seek it elsewhere. So, Lord, thank you that you welcome us here anyways, and you realign our hearts to hunger and thirst afresh for you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated as we hear the reading of a story beginning with the shadow of accusation. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people 
the counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate, the governor. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You have said so. But when he was accused by the chief priest and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus who is called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And all the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Entonces los soldados del gobernador llevaron a Jesús al pretorio y reunieron alrededor de él a toda la compañía. Y desnudándole, le echaron encima un manto de escarlata y pusieron sobre su cabeza una corona tejida de espinas y una vara en su mano derecha e hincando la rodilla delante de él, le escarnecían diciendo, Salve, rey de los judíos. Y escupiéndole, tomaban la vara y le golpeaban en la cabeza. Después de haberle escarnecido, le quitaron el manto, le pusieron sus vestidos y le llevaron para crucificarlo. Despreciado y desechado entre los hombres, varón de dolores, experimentado en quebranto, y como que escondimos de él el rostro, fue menospreciado y no lo estimamos. Ciertamente llevó él nuestras enfermedades y sufrió nuestros dolores, y nosotros le tuvimos por azotado, por herido de Dios y abatido.
And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, this man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the other says, wait. Let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth shook and the rocks were split and the tombs were opened. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after 
his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this is the Son of God. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He, w- he has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for get- guilt, he shall see his offering. He shall prolong his days, and the will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By the knowledge, by his knowledge, shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors, yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Redeemer, precious Redeemer. 
just sit and we would wonder and we would give thanks and we would exalt you as the one who was lifted up and is seated at the right hand of God and reigns forevermore. Amen. John 19.28 says, After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A number of different things he said on the cross, um, and this comes just before he cries out, it is finished. He says, simple word, I thirst. In speaking of the suffering Messiah, Psalm 22, it said that his, his tongue would stick to his jaw. It would be dry, parched, um, thirsty. The idea of um, being in want. Psalm 69 says uh, about the Messiah, says, he says, my throat is parched. And then it says that they gave him sour wine for his thirst. Interesting, in Psalm 69, it's describing the suffering of the Messiah. Earlier than that, when it, before it says his throat is parched, um, it says that the waters are coming up to my neck. He says, I've come into deep waters. And he says, a flood sweeps over me, and yet there's, there's nothing to drink. There's no water to quench the deep, deep thirst. Um, the, the, the basics of life, right, are they food, clothing, sh- shelter kind of thing? Food and water, clothing, and, and shelter um, to live. The truth is we can uh, survive without clothes. Um, Jesus was stripped of all of his um, in this place. The only clothes he had, he only had one garment to offer up. 
we can survive without shelter. And uh, Jesus himself, who had no place to lay his head um, on the cross, was completely bare to the elements with nothing to cover him. And we can go a remarkably long time without food. But you can't go very long without water. Um, If you strip away all the things that we desperately need to live, you can take so much away, but you can't take that one away. Because that one brings life to an end very quickly. And when all the other ones are gone, um, there's places where we're stripped of all of the things that we would need and want. And if that's all taken away, it comes down to your most basic, basic thing. And it's, you've got to drink. I drink or we die. It's the most basic of all. We cannot live without it for more than a few days. And when you're without it, it's the only thing you can think of. Water. I was just thinking, what, what was touching when I, when I was thinking about this? What touches us when we think of the creator of the universe, the one who, whose spirit hovered across the waters, who spoke everything into being, um, and, his, and he thirsts. He thirsts. Some people think he's, he's thirsting for other people, and that he was thirsting for the presence of the spirit, which, but, um, and those may be true, but I think he was thirsty. And at that very end, he just thirsted. He needed something to drink. The stark reality that Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, was in need. It's hard to fathom, isn't it? God being in need. And in that place of need, saying, I thirst. I thirst. The one who is always meeting needs over and over again is in need. And yet, even as he's in need of water, um, he is at the same moment while he's doing that, providing living water. At that very, very moment. Think back. Jesus was always offering this up. John one thirty eight. the disciples come to him, and they, they're kind of hanging around him. And Jesus says, what do you want? What do you want? And they said, they said we want to see where you live, which Jesus was getting at something more. What do they really want? If you strip away doesn't matter where I live, doesn't matter this, all the things you want, at the very heart, what do you really want? We could make a, a list tonight. Everybody write down, what do you want? And we would all start with some pretty basic stuff, the immediate, um, maybe very genuine, come up with a huge list. But if it's all stripped away, you can only have one, one thing that he's going to meet, and it's the thing that Jesus drives at in people's hearts. They need to drink from the living water. And Jesus goes out after John uh, 1, and he keeps asking people in a variety of ways the same question. What do you want? Because he knows what they need, and he wants to get them to come to grips with it. They cannot live without it, and it's the living water. To the Samaritan woman, he comes to the well, and he says, would you give me a drink? Right? But really, when he asks her for a drink, he's actually giving her an invitation. It's an invitation to step in. What's he looking for? And in that discourse, he says to her, he says, I can, whoever drinks of the water that I will give, he says, will never be thirsty again. And I love it. She says, sir, give me this drink. Give it to me. She wants it. John 7, Jesus says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Um, if, if you're genuinely thirsty, you are driven to meet that need. It's all that you can think about. It's the only thing that you can aim for. Genuine thirst, even in our soul, thirst in our soul drives us. It moves us. It compels us to seek water, to look for an answer to our thirst. And the deepest thirst in our souls drives us to seek out Jesus, who's welcoming and seeking us out himself. Jesus and his work is the only one who can satisfy thirsty souls with the living water. And he's on the cross, and he says, I thirst. And he offers us himself. And to bring that to us, Jesus thirsted for us. Just a couple thoughts about that. The one thing that came to mind is the idea that the creator of the universe knows what it means for us as people to be needy. I don't get that. I don't know how that works. I don't know how it is that God could be in need, but in that moment, as as he suffers and says, I thirst, he knows 
what it's like to be needy. Um, and that drives me to him. I mean, he's, he's all divine, right? And he's human. But that, that humanity there means I can, he knows exactly me and what drives my own heart and the things that are there. Um, it's in that humanity that he shows there that, um, that draws us to him in many, many ways. He's not just someone out there, but he thirsted desperately. And so he knows my need. Today, he knows my suffering. He knows our longing. He knows our brokenness. His humanity touches our life. And so we run to Jesus because he knows that need. Second thing that comes to mind is um, he welcomes us and provides for thirsty souls. Um, we don't come in need, and then he turns us away. Um, doesn't give the water. Um, he's there to give it. He welcomes it. He's ready to pour it out. Like Isaiah 55, where it says, If anyone is, th- is thirsty, come. Jesus does not turn away. Um, the, the only real issue is, do I thirst for him? Do I thirst for him? And if I do, the water just keeps coming. Living water is there. And then the third thing that comes to mind is Jesus, his constant invitation to come and drink that he keeps giving out, and he keeps giving to us, and he keeps giving to the world, compels us to carry that same message, to touch people who are thirsty, to go out offering the same kind of living water. Jesus says, when you, when you give the least of these something to drink, you've done it as for me. And even as he offers living water, he wants us to be people who bear up the same thing and bring it to a needy world. Interesting, in John chapter 7, after he says, come to me and drink, you know what it says? It says, whoever believes in me, he's talking about you and I that know Christ, out of his heart, that's our heart, it says, will flow rivers of living water. That struck me. So I thought, from Jesus, rivers of living water are coming. And he says, come and drink, and, and, and he'll satisfy that thirst. But he says, out of believers, because the Holy Spirit there, actually rivers of living water flow from us. And that should compel us to share it, right? Compels us to go out and let people touch that water to meet their need to touch thirsty souls. So from you and from me, there is living water that flows because of the Spirit that is meant for others. And so even as Jesus is on the cross and he thirsts, it, it moves us to step in to bring an answer for the thirsts of the people around us. He has poured into us living water, water purchased and paid for by the sacrifice on the cross. We're going to sing in a moment uh, two, two communion songs. So when, when we begin singing, I encourage you to come around the table. Um, if you know Jesus, you can gather around the table here. There's one in the middle and there's one in the back. But um, we gather around. He invites us. We remember um, and we give thanks for what he's done on our behalf. From Mark 14, it says, As they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and he gave it to them. And he said, Take, this is my body. And then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And Jesus said to them, This is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many. Truly I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Lord, we thank you for the bread, for the cup. We thank you for your life that that satisfies us, that redeems our thirsty hearts that refreshes us from the weariness in the world as we find life every moment with you Lord as we gather around as a community tonight around the table and say praise you we say thank you we remember your sacrifice for us be lifted up
In Jesus' name, amen. spoken worlds were formed you breathed and life was born you knew that one day you would come so far from heaven's throne clothed in human form you showed the world the father's love and you gave you gave your life away you gave you gave your life away you gave, you gave your life away for me. Your grace has broken every chain. My sins are gone, my debt's been paid. You gave, you gave your life away for me. For me. sinless life yet you were crucified you bought our freedom on the cross forsaken for our sin you died and rose again Jesus you are the Lamb of God and you gave you gave your life away you gave you gave your life away you gave you gave your Your grace is broken every chain. My sins are gone, my debt's been paid. You gave, you gave your life away for me, for me. How glorious, how glorious is your love. If I could.
Let's take a few minutes and let's offer our hearts. I would just ask you to nice and loud so we can all um, participate as you pray, but just use your voice one at a time and offer up your heart with uh, prayers of thanksgiving. Please. Please stand for the reading, The Light of Hope. It says this, After the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the other Mary went to see the tomb. Behold, there was a great earthquake, and an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know you seek Jesus, who is crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. As he said, Come, see the place where he lay. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though once we were regarded Christ according to the flesh, regard him, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, the new has come.
the foot of the cross where grace and suffering meet you have shown me your love through the judgment you received and you've won my heart yes you've won my here but I was just thinking really we we get to wear forgiveness which came because of sin as a crown something else receive this benediction so go out into the night having found in the cross a sure ground for faith a firm support for hope, an assurance of God's steadfast love and forgiveness. May the blessing of God go with you now and forevermore. Amen.